Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Bumfuzzle by Patrick Schult. Bumfuzzle, in addition to being my childhood nickname, is also the name of a boat, apparently, that two people sailed around the world on a whim, and this is their story. back to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading a book called Bumfuzzle, Just Out Looking for Pirates by Patrick Schult, or Schult. Another in the year of nonfiction, as Ganesh is calling it. This is the year 2022. It's the year of nonfiction on this podcast. We're going to do more nonfiction. And this week's nonfiction is apparently called Bumfuzzle. Can you just what inspired you to pick this? Well, this is the least information I've had about a book we've read before starting mm-hmm. ever. You said, I have a book. Let's go hit record. I didn't ask any questions. What caught your eye? What caught my eye? Well, Bumfuzzle. Aside from the name. Yeah, okay. All right. That's a stupid question. What's the second thing that caught your eye? I'll tell you how we arrived here. I initially searched for essays because I wanted to read a short collection of essays. And I found another one that we might read down the line called Ramblings. It's just a guy that wrote like 50 essays about who knows what. This is this is a book that this guy wrote about his trip. I think he went he like sold everything and tried to sail around the world. And he wrote a diary the whole time. And that this is that diary. I hope he dies. That'd be a cool ending. I mean, bum fuzzle. I hope he survives. Sounds like a hairy butt. Yeah, some say. Uh, Sounds like a hairy butt. Yeah, well, there. Capiche? Hey, capiche. Understood. You're coming in loud and clear, buddy. 10 4. Hairy butt. Yeah. Did that, I, <laughs> is, my video, is my video working? <laughs> oh, you're on. You are live on the air, my friend. And we got you loud and clear. Yep. Hairy butt. That's what it sounds like. Bum puzzle. Um, that honestly sounds more interesting than what it is about, which is a man in a boat. That doesn't sound interesting to you. Sailing around the world. Depends on what happens. If it's no, pre- wow. if it's no big deal and he just shows up at the port and is like, all right, I made it. Then no. If he runs into a shark or hits an island and gets castaway and makes friends with a the volleyball, then yeah, maybe that's cool. I'm cool with that. Or what if he's like Magellan and he gets, uh, he dies in a, Fist fight at a bar on an island. Is, that, is yeah. that what happened to Magellan? I think he got killed. I think so. Yeah, the, like the native people chased him down and killed him, I think. Right? And they're pretty proud of it, too. He fucked around and found out. Yeah, he did. That's the first, that's He is the orig- originator of fuck around and find out. You got on a boat, floated to my island, and started causing trouble? Well, you're about to find out, Magellan. We don't take kindly to that mess. They beat his ass. <laughs> Damn, and then they named a whole line of GPSs after him, huh? Uh, yeah, if, they, you, I, if you if you go to your destination using those GPSs, <laughs> they'll beat your ass. 
<laughs> we got a one-way ticket to an ass kicking in the Magellan Company. Well, yeah, you know, things, something got lost along the line in the history of Magellan. So, yeah, they they made a GPS after him. Who's Tom? Tom is that another explorer? Did he get his ass kicked too? No, he was kicking ass. Oh, <laughs> you don't mess with Tom. Tom. All right, fair enough. All right, well, what's new, huh? What's going on with you guys? It's uh, this is I'm moving next week. How about that? It's my last episode in this apartment. Arrivederci. That's what I'm saying to the neighbors. Bye-bye. Bye. How's the packing going? Oh, well, you know, it's about halfway there probably. Did you stage your background tonight? Because you have like a perfectly placed half-packed box in your shot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have a ladder. I have overalls with one latch undone and some paint on my face. I look like I've been doing some stuff. No, I don't know. That's probably garbage. This room, I got work to do. I don't come in here except for the podcasts. I thought this was going to be my office for work, but instead I just lay in bed all day. <laughs> Is that true? You lay in bed all day while working? Basically, yeah. <laughs> do you have bed sores? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm covered. I'm Doesn't covered. your body hurt I'm after him. laying down for... I'm covered. Oh, plus, plus sleep. Okay, let's just do the math. That's 16 hours. That's I'm about 16 I'm hours I'm in bed for about down. 16 hours a day, yeah. <laughs> Probably more, because sometimes after work, I got I to take my nap. What are the other 18... Or I mean, I'm sorry, eight hours? Uh, more lounging in bed. Occasionally, I get up to get some food, watch some house hunters or some guys' grocery games. After about four hours of the nonstop that... I go back to bed and then I lay there <laughs> until I fall asleep at 5 a.m. It's a healthy lifestyle I'm living. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, I, okay, I don't lay in bed and work, but I do stay in my bedroom. Yes, I, I sit. You sit on the bed, like with your feet on the floor, like butt on the edge of the bed. <laughs> no, well, sometimes I guess I shift around. It's certainly not, it's certainly not ergonomic. He sits that's for sure. crisscross applesauce while he works on his little laptop. Yep. My little play school laptop clacking away at the keys. Uh, yeah, well, I know it's not right. I used to work in the office and then I was like, that's so far away. I'm just going to stay in bed. Oh my God. <laughs> You're doing the literal opposite of a standing desk. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeping desk. <laughs> you are a <laughs> bed. Well. You're a bed boy. You're like a. I like, to be, in, you're I like a, to be in bed. You're like a bed boy. There are days when you guys are messaging me and you're like, oh, look, check it, check it out where I am. I'm at this restaurant or I'm at like, I'm at this store and it's like 4.30 PM and I'm in bed and I'm like, cool. <laughs> you guys are having a good day. I'm going to close, I'm going to close my eyes here for a little bit. <laughs> there was a, a weekend I was by myself. Kathleen was out of town and all I did was uh, lounge and lay on the bed and on the couch. Yeah. And after like just uh, one weekend, that's my whole life. After 24 hours of that, that's like the worst I've ever felt about like anything. I was like, I felt depressed. I was like, damn dude, what am I doing? I have, I've been horizontal for like 24 hours. That's the best way to be. Anytime I'm upwards sitting upright is a time that I wish I was laying down. My God. And I'll be laying down right after this. Well, you know, I, mean, I got to get my PlayStation time in, so I'll be sitting up for that, too. But uh, then once that's done, yeah, then it's lay down time. I'll be laying down probably. I'll, hit, I'll get in bed, get horizontal around 1 a.m. And then, you know, get out of bed maybe at 7 p.m. the next day. I'm giving you a D plus on. Uh, For uh, just life. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not doing so hot. Well, maybe this move will get me in gear. Probably not. Every time I move, I'm like, this will be a fresh start. I can go to the gym and I can wake up at 7 a.m. and I won't take naps and I'll eat right. 
And then, no, it doesn't work like that for me. You're going to be very close to that movie theater blink, Jim. I know. I'm going to be right by the blink. That was, I mean, that wasn't even slightly a selling. Like it was, but in my head, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'll be close. I'm at least I, I have no excuse to not go. I We pay for it and I don't go. Now it's right there. I lay in my bed all day and I pay for a gym membership I don't use. That's... <laughs> I started doing some athletics recently. What do you do? Well, I was actually not going to, I was, I was, I've been hiding this from you, Austin. Why? I already told Shane. He did. I didn't want you to make fun of me, honestly. Why would I make fun uh, of you? I don't do that kind of I stuff. I don't know. I started taking karate <laughs> classes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you were right. You shouldn't tell me that. <laughs> what do you go? hi yeah. Do you kick boards? What's going on? I'm just kidding. That is admirable. What do you, like you go to in person? Or is yeah. this remote? Uh, okay. That's better. No, if you were I'm doing like this person. in your office with a guy on like the computer showing you how to do it, that'd be bad. All right, cool. Well, what's going on there? What do you, what, you, what belt are you up to? Are they starting you off fresh or do you, does it carry over from your I don't even days? have a belt yet. I'm still on my free trial. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what? Don't tell me about karate class until you've passed the free trial stage. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm already a, a black belt in Taekwondo. That's if you cool. could believe it. I can, you know, I know that you were an active guy and could still be. So what's this, what's the scoop with karate? Where do you do it? How often? What's the name of your sensei and your dojo? Uh-huh. Okay, the dojo is called Traditional Okinawan Karate. Hell yeah. It's off the Morgan stop. Damn, oh, you take the subway to this? This is serious business. It's like 10 minutes. It it takes 10 minutes to get there. Okay. It's in the basement of this very large apartment building. And I don't, I don't. It, truthfully, I don't remember the name of my sensei. Whoa! Oh, that's disrespectful. How do you? How are you? How are you supposed to respect your elders? I know there's a, there's a Mr. Rivera, but he's not <laughs> my sensei. He's Rivera. just a who's he? He's just a guy nearby. He's an advisor or something. I guess he could be my sensei. I don't know. Your sensei's right hand man, Mr. Rivera. What's the um? Wow. How are all the other like ten year olds and stuff in your class? <laughs> <laughs> You thought it, you, you didn't want to tell me. <laughs> yeah, are you kicking like little teenage girls' ass or something? What What are they? Sorry, what, this no, is an adult. I'm trying not to. It's an adults only class, dude. Okay, so my first day, I was like, "This is going to be hard," but then I got there, and there's this like 70 year old guy taking the class. I was like, "Never mind, I got this." <laughs> okay, this is for me. I get to beat up 70 year old men. Well, that's good. Forgive me. I don't want to make fun. I don't want to take this seriously. That's very admirable. It's just that the last athletic pursuit I think you mentioned was you going to one boxing class and puking all over <laughs> yeah. the street. So it's <laughs> just forgive me for being skeptical at first. It sounds like you're doing great. I've already taken a couple classes without puking so i think i'm in the clear <laughs> i like that well, very hey good. and you could always uh go to roberta's afterward. <laughs> yeah a little post karate pizza with your uh you know classmates before they gotta go home and do their homework <sighs> well that's actually pretty cool all right that is cool i'm not gonna shit on you for doing something athletic when i just told you i lay in bed till 7 p.m every day perfect time for you to tell austin that ganesh told me weeks ago and confidence. He did? Wow. How <laughs> rude. You didn't tell me. That. Why would you? What? How? Because Awful. because of your temperament. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it, it would make me a very easy target. So uh, I held back. Mm. Well, you know, I will say, I, you know, I applaud you. That's good. I'm glad you're doing something. I should probably do something like that, but I won't. I'm definitely not going to go take karate. If I'm going to exercise, it's going to be in my own space where nobody can see me. I can bring a friend for free. I don't need you to do karate against me. <laughs> That's really going to ruin my self-esteem. <laughs> we don't have to do it against each other. What do they teach you to do? You do like punches and kicks and stuff? I did. Yeah. You do punches. It's more like discipline. It's about the discipline, dude. 
And but it's yeah, it's well, that's not my that's not my thing. It's you know punches, kicks. Eventually, they're going to teach me how to throw people, but until then, they Whoa. are just throwing me, Whoa. which is cool, which is pretty Ganesh, cool. Ganesh, takes, Ganesh goes and takes the subway out to the Morgan stop so Mr. Rivera can throw him around <laughs> in the basement. You know, that's exactly what happened, but... Uh, <laughs> well, shit. Wait, so how long are the sessions? Is it a pretty good workout or... Yeah, it's like 70 to 80 minutes. All right. I like that. Very good. It's a shame this is a Patreon episode. This is the kind of information that needs to be out there in public. It'll make its way out there. Yeah, that's true. Soon he won't be able to shut up about it. I love it. Master. I absolutely love that you're doing What it. made you do that? What made Again, me do that? I, I ask, mean, I did. I asked ask respectfully. What made you think I'm going to go take a karate That's class? a very fair question. It's the only <laughs> it's the only athletic activity I ever like really stuck to in my life. I did it for 15 years when I was younger and I've have been feeling really like unhealthy. So I've been trying to make some small positive changes. And I felt mm-hmm. like this was something that I could do and stick with. Hey, that sounds good to me. What about you? Ever do you still go to the gym ever? Nah. Hmm. I'll be over there by your gym. We could go together. Hit the sauna. Have a little. Hit have the a sauna. <laughs> Roll out of bed at seven p.m. and say, "You know what I need? I have a hot, steamy room." <laughs> I don't know if they have a sauna, but you guys could get some business. Done. I don't think do some they marketing do. for the show. Me and you sitting butt ass naked in the blink <laughs> sauna on Myrtle Avenue. On our laptops, they're frying. They're like they're they're shutting down because it's so hot and wet in there. I'm pretty sure the blink like barely has bathrooms. <laughs> oh God, yeah, they don't. It's outside, outside only. Uh, I don't know. I've never been in that blink. It seems nice enough from the outside. Oh yeah, the outside looks great. It looks like you're going to the movies. I would guess no sauna. It's not. It's not like a place with a pool. It's not that Damn. kind. Of place. Looks like you're going. To the, it does. It is a movie theater. You know the Y. The Y down here by me has a pool, indoor pool. Here we go. No, Bill de Blasio's motorcade's always hogging up the... <laughs> you sound like an old, old fogey yapping about Bloomberg. De Blasio's out, buddy. Yeah, that's just the, it's a joke. Hey, it's, it's, so. Julian, it's Giuliani's New York. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I've never been in a pool in New York. Have you? No. No. I don't trust it. Uh, Kayla went to a public pool. And the process is fucking crazy. Basically, you can't bring like anything of yours like out to the pool. You can't bring a phone, nothing. Uh, You leave that all in a locker. And then everyone has to get hosed off and you get like one towel and then you go and you get in the pool and then you, you get out. It sounds like jail, except instead of a cell, it's a pool. They take all your stuff. They hose you down. I don't want anybody bringing an E. coli. Everybody's going to be shitting themselves after that. Yeah. Doesn't sound fun. Why don't we have any rich friends that have like a a beach house on, on Long Island? I don't know. We're our only friends. That's why. We don't know anybody else. We got to meet somebody. Let's go hang out at beach houses on Long Island and say, hey, is this your place? And then we'll introduce ourselves. I don't think we're Hamptons material. I think we need to go lower Jersey Shore. Yeah, we're Jersey Shore people for sure. We're not hanging out in the Hamptons or some other shitty part of Long Island. That's not the Hamptons. That could be us. Uh, We could be Reconcoma people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, enough chit chat. Wow, we really burned through time there talking about Ganesha's 
little karate adventures. Uh, <laughs> All right. See, there it is. The demeaning little karate adventures. All right. Big karate adventures. Big manly karate time. <laughs> Thank you. With Mr. Rivera. Just being thrown around by a, <laughs> by a gentleman ra- t- 10 years older than me. Being ragdolled down there in the basement. I'm learning. This is great. Okay. Well, honestly, no, that is admirable. I'm happy for you. Do you feel better? You feel better about yourself? You feel like you're getting some exercise? Yeah, I feel a little bit better. <laughs> okay. That's all that matters. <laughs> well, on that note, what do you, what do you, you want to, let's talk about Bum Fuzzle. All right. I almost forgot about uh-huh. the stupid ass name of this book, but here it is back in my mouth again. Bum Fuzzle. Harry Butt. What's the synopsis all about here? What's going on? Read us something about Bum Fuzzle. Bum Fuzzle is the story of a young couple who, without any prior sailing experience, decide one night over too many drinks that they are going to sail around the world. One year later, they're bobbing around in the Bahamas on a 35-foot catamaran teaching themselves how to cross oceans in a small boat. Now, I don't mean to get off topic here again, but during my late nights in bed, where nobody's awake and I'm just perusing Wikipedia. Uh-oh. Oh, oh is that what you're perusing? Listen, no. I will save, I'll save that conversation for off-air. But when I'm on Wikipedia, I found out the other day that there's people called ocean canoers. There's people who canoe across the ocean. Did you know that was real? That people did that? I saw a man just died doing it. Wow. Well, I didn't hear that. Terrible. Makes my story really insensitive that I'm about to tell. Anyway, I, I was you didn't reading see the about, headline. It was like French adventurer dies crossing the Atlantic on a damn. canoe. Well, what do you expect, dude? Honestly, you get what she asked for taking a fucking canoe across the ocean. Anyway, I was reading about ocean canoers and like, who was the first person who was like, I'm going to get in a canoe and go across the ocean. And it was literally and it was this guy in Eng- who was just like a idiot piece of shit that was like i bet i could do that and then he did it by himself he just was like i'm gonna take a canoe across the ocean and then he did and he washed up in england uh, wait hold up across which ocean the atlantic ocean from england to the united states oh i thought on you, a canoe i thought you meant yeah. like the maori people or like the people who settled hawaii oh no those people are the real deal that's how they i'm talking about like just one guy in a shitty canoe is that am i saying the right word canoeing ocean canoe <laughs> am i saying the right word it's like an open boat a rowboat yeah. a rowing boat yeah i think canoe's the right word yeah whatever anyway it's just this guy who was just like i bet i could do it and then he did how do you even do that i don't know that's what i'm asking i would be thirsty an hour out i would be like damn i left all my dasanis at home it takes a long time it takes like 50 days you're a dasani guy yeah that's the real that's the that's the real revelation here. Out of all this, out of all the karate stuff, the fact that can eat drinks Dasani's is the real. <laughs> I don't like Dasani, but if I'm going to go on a boat for a while, well, I'm going to bring my nice Fiji water on this boat. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Those wow. are big. They'll weigh, they'll weigh you down. Anyway, what make? Uh, I guess I'm just trying to get into the headspace of somebody who decides to sail in the ocean when that is the most terrifying thing I can think of. So I guess Bump Puzzle is the book I want to read, and I'm happy you picked it. Do you want to get into it? So we've really, really, yeah. I mean, this, this is a damn near a quarter of the episode we're already through. Uh, let's go. Let's jump ahead. Let's read the first page of uh, Bum Fuzzle by Patrick Schult. You ever see that movie Open Water? Um, the shark movie? It's like those people who go on like a scuba diving expedition in Australia and while they're underwater, their boat leaves without them and then they resurface and their boat's gone and then they just die. That's like a true story. That's a true story. 
Is that fucked they up? They die? Yeah. They die. At the end of the movie? Yes. The only two characters in the movie die. Damn. Is Julia Roberts in that one? No, I don't. You're thinking of Ocean's 12. <laughs> I am. I've never heard of any of these people that are in this movie. Blanchard Ryan. Daniel Travis. You don't know Blanchard Ryan? Go look at It's like based off a true story about two people who were just left in the ocean scuba diving like miles out and then they never found them. What a nightmare. That's what I think. The ocean sucks. Why would you ever go in it? It's fun. It's healing. Salt water is good for you. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Honestly, amazing that humans back in the day were just like, fuck it. Yeah, let's go out there. Let's cross that thing. Didn't even know where they were going. Damn, this is based on a true story, huh? That's crazy. I said that, yeah. It is sad. Fucked up. Don't go in the water. Don't go in the open water. I mean, there must have been liberties taken because, like, who would know their final minutes? Well, that's true. They don't. But I guess you could probably imagine the final minutes of two people floating in the ocean together. What if it's not how we thought? What if they were like, we're, they're like celebrating. They're like, we're dying. Yeah, they're, they were doing like synchronized swimming and dives and shit, doing flips out of the water like dolphins. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. All right. Are you ready? Ready to read, but I got hiccups. This is going to be bad for the episode, probably. What are you, drunk? Yeah, I had a big cartoon beer, and now I've got hiccups like Arnie from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready? Uh-huh. Bumfuzzle, folks. This is the first page of Bumfuzzle. I hate that name. I thought I liked it, but now I hate it after saying what it about ten times. Fuzzle Bum? Um, that has like Harry Potter vibes to me. Yeah, that's Harry Potter for sure. All right, I'll try not to hiccup through this. I'll drink some water. Sailing around the world is not traditionally something that you're supposed to go about without first giving it some serious thought. Prevailing wisdom says that before crossing oceans on a boat, you should at least be a fairly proficient coastal sailor or barring that should have grown up around boats and have a fair bit of knowledge as to how they work. Allie and I knew all of this. I mean, it's simple common sense, really. And yet, there we were, thinking, what have we gotten ourselves into this time? dense jungle clogged the river's edge where dark muddy water flowed swiftly past as thick and undulating as a freshly poured pint of guinness Ooh, like i just drank mm. we had arrived late the night before unannounced and unsure if we even had permission ally was awake probably sitting on the couch reading a book trying to relax after what had been a terrible week at sea after peeking out the window to convince myself once again that our anchor was holding and we weren't drifting down the river aimlessly, I laid my head back down on the pillow. I hope I haven't bitten off more than I can chew, I thought to myself as the sound of this little-known river on the Pacific coast of Columbia gently put me back to sleep. So he's sticking to the rivers and the lakes that they know so far, huh? Mm-hmm. No waterfalls. Just a year or so earlier, Allie and I had found ourselves in the uncomfortable position of questioning what our lives were all about, what our goals for the future were. Admittedly, we were both a little drunk at the time, but <laughs> those types of conversations are best after a few drinks anyway. That's when you make the best decisions. I think we had a couple of drinks when we came up with this podcast. We did. And a lot of sausage. Mm. Think of that. It explains <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. That was good stuff. This particular night, the conversation took an unexpected turn while discussing... We need to go back to that restaurant where we ate that sausage and see if they'll put our picture up on the wall. <laughs> Dude, why don't restaurants do that anymore? No, I feel like it, back in, like, 90s New York on TV, you'd always see, like... Or, like, when I visited, you'd always see, like, pictures of celebrities on the wall. Like, even now, if you go into, like, old-ass, like, dry cleaners and shit, you'll see, like, oh, 
Frank Stallone was here. Why don't they the do that anymore? The place that does that is The Palm. Where's that? The Palm? It's a chain of restaurants. They're all over. How, famous do, how all... famous do you have to be? If we showed them our podcast logo, would they let us do it? I think that should be... That's at our, The Palm? Ah, yeah, at The Palm. I don't care where. I'm saying that's our, ne- that's our next marketing play, all right? We show up, we say, hey, do you know who we are? We're the Let's Stop There boys, and we want to, you know, partake in uh, calamari, and if we'd be mm-hmm. honored if you put a picture on the wall. And potentially name a sandwich after us. Joe's yeah. Pizza on 14th Street has a lot of celebs on the walls. Boom. Let's go. And uh, there's a little diner next to my place that has, a, I'm pretty sure, a picture of David Schwimmer in their outdoor seated section. Oh, dear. Well, hey, so, outside. Yeah. An outdoor picture of David Schwimmer. A weatherproof picture of David Schwimmer. Yeah. I think what we do is we show up, we take a candid shot of ourselves, you know, candid with quotes, but we set up a iPhone a little far distance away, pointed at us. We go to them. We make some glossy prints. We bring it to the proprietor and we say, hey, I don't know if you're interested, but I saw there's a space up there next to David Schwimmer. Maybe you want to hang this up. Just let people know the kind of business you're bringing in here attracts you know, low level celebrities like the Let's Stop Their hosts. That's something to think about. See, I'll, you do, need it, to, I'll do it myself if you're not involved. You, you need to workshop. Want to get involved, you need to workshop this experiential marketing that you're doing in the sauna. You got to figure. You got to <laughs> tighten this up. I think yeah, I meaning you need to hit the sauna, sweat it out, uh, brainstorm, and maybe yeah, we'll bang it out in there. <laughs> Come out with some new ideas, and then you know maybe they'll hang our picture up in the sauna. <laughs> Walking through a foggy sauna, there's a frame on the wall. Who's that? This is what we do. Yeah, sure. We could say, yeah, this is the Let's Stop There Boys, or we could lie and you can put on a British accent and be like, I'm James Corden. Uh, this is a picture of me with Fisher Stevens and Aziz Ansari. Please hang this up on the wall. That might work. It might work, my friend. Now you're thinking outside the box. Just lie. That's a good strategy. We need to lie more. We need to, email, you know, when we email people, we're too, when we like try to pitch ourselves, we're too honest. Not to get too much into the background of what we've attempted to do to make our podcast more popular. We don't need to tell people how many listeners we got. You just fake it till you make it, dude. We got 50,000 daily listeners. That's my, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Daily downloads, I'll, baby. I'll, t- I'll type in some numbers in Excel and make a quick graph. Yeah. I'm down. According to this Excel spreadsheet, we had 100,000 listeners in January 2021. Yeah. And you know who doesn't demand our podcast come down? Neil Young. He's never said a bad word about us. We should have him on. I'm, you know, I'm willing. Let's get on the, yeah, let's get the, we know which podcast Neil Young doesn't like, but I think it's time to get him to endorse. Get Young, maybe get Crosby on there, maybe get We don't need Stills or Nash. <laughs> But if they have to come as a package deal, you know, it's fine. It'll be a little crowded on the mics. I don't think they're they're a package deal at all. (laughs) He's solo, baby. Aren't they all at this point? Yeah. He still makes stuff. I don't know what the other guys do. They work at the uh, Joe's Pizza. All right. Well, I think we got some good ideas here. We'll we'll take it off there. All right. What's going on with Bumfuzzle? These people in the ocean yet? While discussing our friends, we realized that we were being abandoned in the city. It seemed that everyone was defecting to the suburbs, and our circle of friends who could go out on a Wednesday night on short notice had dwindled precipitously as the kids had started popping out. Hey, we had no particular qualms with this lifestyle. 
We had both grown up in the suburbs of St. Paul, and at one point had even bought a suburban home ourselves. Twin Cities? Wow. Twin Cities, baby. St. Paul? It's the yeah. Twin Cities, baby. You ever heard of the Twin Cities? Minneapolis, St. Paul. Duh. It's the only Twin Cities I know about. If you know others, let, let me know. I gotta update my records. I thought the Twin Cities was uh, Kansas City and Kansas and Kansas City and Missouri. Uh-uh. No, that's nah. one city. That's Unicity. <laughs> Sorry, that's uh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, St. Paul. They're from St. Paul. They bought a little suburban uh-huh. house there. What happened? How do you go from buying a suburban house in St. Paul to being in the ocean? That's what I want to know. It's not even close to there. However, that little experiment only lasted nine months. We went stir crazy, sitting in traffic twice a day, staring at all the commuters. Keep driving back and forth between these twin cities. I can't take it anymore. With seemingly similar lives and the cars around us made us realize quickly that we had no interest in that way of life anymore. None of these people are been in the ocean. Not like me. A move to Chicago solved our itchy feet for a minute. We bought a condo just blocks from the Sears Tower where Allie went on to work as an administrative assistant. Meanwhile, I stepped into the trading pits at the Chicago Board of Trade. Cool. Wow. Bye-bye. Sell-sell. Sears Tower, guys. Ever seen it? I've been in it. To the top. Been in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big place. Big place. <laughs> it's the, well, I think it's the biggest. I think I it's the biggest so. place in the United States. No? No. I think it nah. is. I think it's I the think highest so. floor you can go on. What? That's old knowledge, dude. It's a gentleman's disagreement. I think I'm right. All right? I, think no, I'm right. I, I think it's the new building at Hudson Yards is larger than it. There's a new building at Hudson Yards. I haven't been outside in a couple of years. Yeah, it's bigger than the Empire State Building. Is it bigger than One World Trade Center? One World Trade Center is the biggest. Can you show reading me bad info? One World Trade Center is only the tallest because of the spire. <laughs> the top floor of the Sears Tower, I believe it's called the Willis Tower now, unless they renamed it again. I think it's the higher. Willis than. Tower is the third tallest building. You're going by spire height, buddy. And I don't, you know, this is just I'm a going fundamental. Going by height, height. This is a fundamental right, going disagreement. Going by total height. Central Park Tower is 1,550 feet tall. Willis Tower, 1,451. Central Park Tower is the private penthouse place, right? Yeah. The little skinny one. Ew. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, yeah, I've been in it. I didn't love it. Didn't love Chicago. Honestly, could take or leave it. I liked it. I was only there for two days and it was five degrees, but maybe I saw a bad, I might have seen a bad section of it. I don't know. I didn't see anything good. I didn't see the bean. I didn't see Wrigley Field. I went to the bean. I walked to the bean. I went to the art museum. Oh, I would like to do that. Like Ferris Bueller. I want to go in there and look pensively at the paintings. They have a pretty good collection. I got to say, you're going to recognize some of the the big dogs they got in there. The guy working the desk, (laughs) I swear to God, Yeah. the guy working the desk, I show him like my my work thing. And I was, cause in New York, it lets us get into museums for free. And I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, Hey man, does this work here? Like, or do I pay? And he just looks up at me and he's like, he acts as though like that museum was like the worst place in the world. He's like, he's like, you can just go in for free. It doesn't, this place doesn't really matter. And I was like, I was like, okay. And then I go in, I'm walking around. They have like, they have a pretty good collection. Yeah. A lot of Cezanne's, a couple of Picasso things in oh, there, a lot of Surratt's. You I know, know these the, people. I've heard the of them. Surratt these are big dogs. Ferris Bueller. That's there. That's a good one. That's a classic. I want to see that with my own eyes. Stand there like Cameron and walk into the Detroit Red Wings jersey on <laughs> just for the photo op. But that employee, I swear to God, he like 
there wasn't even like a line. He wasn't stressed out. He was just like, I think he just hated it. It's crazy. This is unrelated, but the one time I went to the Natural History Museum, I think I've only been there once. I walked in and the guy behind the desk looked, I was wearing a VCU shirt and he goes, hey, VCU. And I looked and I was like, I, I knew him. I knew this guy. <laughs> He's like, you can just go in for free. The only time I ever went, I just knew the guy working there and he let me in. What are the chances of that? You knew him? Yeah. He was like, Austin? I was like, hey. <laughs> I was like, you work at the Natural History Museum? He's like, yeah, go in. I was like, all right, thanks. <laughs> Did you do a little stop and chat? Did you like, yeah, I was, catch like, up? I was like, how's it going? Great. Well, he's working. I'm not going to sit there and monopolize his time. But yeah, I was just like, great, cool. Thank you. And then the other time I went to the Guggenheim, I didn't even live here yet. I was visiting and I went and some guy was coming out and he had like a pass and he's like, just take this, go in for free. I've never paid to go into a museum <laughs> in New York. People just keep letting me in. I'm a, I have a face you can trust, I guess. This guy needs to see art or it in bones. I like the Guggenheim. Yeah. You know, that's is what we should do for our anniversary. We should take the, a walk around, around the Guggenheim. The, around the Gug. <laughs> I'm down. You know what I like? Not to just dominate with this with New York City museums. The Met is delightful. Oh, the Met. Yeah, it's great. Big fan. Big fan. I haven't even seen most of it. I walked the whole first floor. It took all damn day. I walked the whole first floor the whole day and I was like, well, I guess I saw everything. And I looked at the map and I was like, there's three more fucking floors. There's so much. <laughs> what did I miss? You got to really be like really intentional with your time. You're yeah. like, all right, I got to go see this. And then we're going to hightail it I down saw, to the second floor. I saw what mm -hmm. I wanted to see. I just wanted to see the mummies. And I did. I'd be like, damn, this fucking guy died 3000 years ago. And now he's on Manhattan Island. And I'm looking <laughs> at him and I'm going to go home and make dinner what a weird thing probably should have left him there it feels weird that they're there they probably should it is it is weird that they're, they're like dead bodies that's strange it's not yeah. art but hey if they're there i'll look at them yeah you gotta have a game plan for the met for sure moma you can do the whole thing in like an afternoon and i think they have the best collection in the whole freaking universe it's great oh, yeah yeah well i'll have to go look i forgot everything from art history it's a great it's a it's a best of it's like the greatest hits of the 20th century. Do they have that urinal? No, they don't have that. You know what I'm talking about though, right? Yeah. They have it in the bathroom. That'd be funny. The Guggenheim has a solid like 20 carat gold toilet. Can I put in their in? bathroom? Yeah. It's oh, hell yeah. Damn. Straight from Trump Tower. <laughs> well, yeah, let's go hit up the museums. I'm down. It's been a while since I've been out of my apartment, so I could I could stand to do something. It's crazy that a book about escaping life and just going on tour on the ocean has led us to just vamp about <laughs> yeah, yeah, they need to take our podcast away from us. The official podcast association needs to revoke our license. All right, back to uh, bum fuzzle. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we're going oh, to, I, I thought you were joking, but no, that is the name of the book. Bum fuzzle. Uh, we're going to skip forward. It's pretty, uh, you know, we're not, we're not taking a break. We're not stopping. No, we're not stopping. Oh, no, we're just going to catch my breath, buddy. You get it. This guy's a finance bro. He's unhappy. Yeah. They got some money. They sell everything. Buys a boat. Time to set sail, They baby. buy a boat. They're down in Florida. This diary entry is from September 13th, 2003. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hey, guys, check this one out. Bada bing, bada boat. Hey. <laughs> I like what I hear. You guys right. like that? I just heard they're giving us our podcasting <laughs> license back. 
You earned it, they said. We finally arrived in Fort Lauderdale yesterday after driving 1,600 miles in two days. As soon as we pulled up at the dock, we could see the guys washing our boat and putting the finishing touches on the work we had them do. Oh, she looked great. <laughs> Kristen it with a little kiss. Ah, she's ready to set sail. Ah, the bum fuzzle has been kissed. <laughs> our boat broker was there and he walked over to greet us. Where's all your stuff? Yes. That's a boat broker's voice in Fort Lauderdale if I ever heard it. That lifted our spirits a bit as we were sure we had overpacked, despite downsizing to about 1% of our former selves. I hitched a thumb over my shoulder at the boxes, just barely visible in the back of the truck. Oh, he smiled. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, fuck you, buddy. Get away from my boat. <laughs> he smiled and said, I don't think I've ever seen a new boat owner show up without towing a trailer behind him. Good job. You don't need much to go sailing. This is probably the first red flag that you're not ready to sail into the ocean. <laughs> when the guy's like, you didn't bring anything? <laughs> like, where's I all brought, your stuff? I brought this 45 semi handgun. <laughs> I brought a gun and I bought a Xbox 360. <laughs> I'm ready to sail. We got settled in our slip without any major drama. Afterward, Allie got one of the bedrooms ready while I ran to Taco Bell. <laughs> and after a couple of beers, we crashed. Uh, we're saying goodbye to the sweet, sweet coast with a, a cheesy gordita crunch and a nachos <laughs> bel grande. Damn, I hope they, uh, they have some solid plumbing on this fucking boat. Now, why do you need plumbing? Just go off the edge. Off the side, dude. Yeah. It's dude, called are, Curse what? Splash. If you hang your butt over the side of a boat, you're going to get nipped by a fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I catch them. That's bum fuzzle, baby. <laughs> Hey man, that's resourceful. Don't let don't let anything go to waste. It says bum fuzzle on the side, and there's just a big smear of brown down the, the <laughs> side of the <laughs> Yeah, that's like cracking the champagne on it. That's how you know it's it's ready to it's seaworthy. Take a huge fucking shit off the side. <laughs> they pull up, they pull up to the port, there's just shit all down on both the sides. Sorry. Toilet broke. Around midnight, we woke up to a strange sound on the boat, like bacon frying in a pan. You guys got a hose at that dock? <laughs> you guys want to hose us down? We'll help. <laughs> I looked over the whole boat and finally gave up trying to figure out what it was. This morning, while talking to our neighbor, I explained the strange noise. He laughed as I told him about it, and then he cleared up the situation, telling me it was just barnacles attaching themselves to the bottom of the boat. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Well, hey, sounds like this guy's ready to hit the ocean. September 23rd, 2003. Tried to take sail yesterday, but found that once we got out of the shelter of the, mar the marina, I almost said marinara. The marina, the wind <laughs> hey, was blowing 20 knots you. out in the ocean. Got a little sauce on your mind. Who doesn't? That was a little much for our first sail on the boat, so we turned right round. Uh, only one minor scuff as we were backing out of our slip. First one of many, I'm sure. Okay, got a couple scuffs backing out of the slip <laughs> over the side of the boat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, let's stop there, fellas. Hey, hey, hey. All right, that's fine. Wow, all right. Already on the boat, ready to go. Chowing down on some T-Bell. And marinara sauce. Mm -hmm. Y'all ever go sailing out on the high seas? Oh, no. no. No, I've never been in the ocean. I've been on a boat in like the river or whatever. The river? The Hudson River, East River, both rivers, one or the other. Been, uh, cool. been in some bays. Never been. I don't think I've ever been in the open ocean. No, I've never like, cruised. Have you? Wow. You've been on a cruise? Yeah, I've been on a cruise. To I've where? Been Deep sea fishing. You been I've deep been, sea uh, fishing? Yeah. You catch anything? Marlin? Stripers running yeah, out dude. there? I went fishing with the guys from uh, 
What's that fucking Matt, Matt Geo show? Wicked Tuna. Oh, yeah, you did. I remember you told us that. It was right in the middle of COVID and nobody had yeah. a mask on. And you were like, oh, yeah, we just took our masks off for the photo. But I was like, no chance, dude. These guys from Wicked yeah, Tuna are outside. not wearing cares. I can say it now. Yeah, I didn't wear a mask at all. <laughs> <laughs> we were fucking outside on a boat with wind. Wasn't like, what? who cares? Like a week before we saw you, too. Yeah. No. I was, and, this I was, was like, and this was like April 2020. This was like prime time. <laughs> this is real deal COVID. I was down there for like three weeks. This is you what didn't we did me know, for a long right? time. I didn't, uh, <laughs> fish weren't biting, but I caught COVID 19. <laughs> <laughs> did they give you a t shirt? I went fishing and all I caught was COVID. <laughs> I did get a t shirt. Damn. Well, that's cool. I didn't, I've never done that. That's I've never Wicked gone fishing tuna. with I've never <laughs> gone fishing with the cast of Wicked Tuna uh, during the <laughs> opening weeks of a worldwide pandemic like you have. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you're not really living then, huh? <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, you really put it all on the line. That's cool. All right. Well, you want to jump ahead now to more of? Bum? I live my life <laughs> like every day is the last day on this earth, quarter mile at a time. <laughs> That's right. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Hey, it suits you. That benefits you. Um, okay. And well, I'm a walker, so it's going real slow. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm a layer and a sleeper, so it's not moving at all for me. <sighs> Let's jump ahead, all right? Let's go to the next page of Bum Fuzzle. That's going to be a long one. Ah, uh, two pages, one hour. Killing that, was the, that was the first page. Oh, it was? <laughs> yeah, I think, right? It's fucking 45 minutes in. We don't have to do five pages for this one. It's not even like we've wasted time. It's just been us. <laughs> I mean, we've wasted time, but not in a sense that you could cut it. I need another drink. Bum puzzles. Got me all drying up. Parched. Don't look at my shorts when I stand because they bunch up and they're really short. Let's take a look, see. Take a look, see at these. <laughs> Some upper thigh. Very nice. I see nothing. Here he goes. Watch, he's gonna cross over. Ooh, those are like boxers. Those are boxer those are briefs. Those are straight boxers, dude. <laughs> bum fuzzle. Yum. I want my baby bum, baby bum, baby bum, baby bum. Uh, I don't know where that was going. I get the gist. Fuzzle. Bum, fuzzle, bum. <laughs> you can't put that on the show. That's stupid. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. We're back. And we're ready for more bum fuzzle. Bum fuzzle. I want to enunciate, okay? <laughs> Sick. Uh, this is uh, this is bum fuzzle. Can you show what you got for us? Wow. What are you lighting up a sage over there? That's a big flame. That's no sage, Frando. What's that? Oregano? November 8th, 2005. Bali, Indonesia. They made it to Indonesia? Shit. That's pretty impressive by itself. From Fort Lauderdale? How did that even happen? Hell yeah, that's two first-class plane tickets Where they a boat from? charter. <laughs> How do you get the... Indonesia from Fort Lauderdale is... You gotta hit a lot of shit in the middle before you get there, I think. I'm no geographer. Alright, go ahead. Today we finished getting ready to leave for Malaysia. We hired a cab to drive us around to finish our shopping list. Our first stop was to buy three plastic containers so we could carry another 15 gallons of diesel. Then to Bali Delhi, where it turns out all the expatriates go. Next stop, Taco Bell. It's a little store jam-packed full of foods from home, wherever home may be. There were bratwurst direct from Germany, spicy Mexican sausages, and my favorite, Cool Ranch Doritos. Damn, nothing like a chorizo and Dorito 
combo from the Bali Deli. It's the number six. <laughs> Fresh. Row after row of foods we hadn't seen in two years. We loaded up entirely on snack foods. Some might call them junk foods. I call them snack foods for the passage. <laughs> Back at the boat, I found the dinghy completely deflated once again. That thing is uh-huh. really in sad shape. Jeez, tell me about it. Been there, done that. You know what I'm saying? Blow, blowing out your dinghy? Yeah. My dinghy's uh, it's got a leak. It appears we should have invested in a dinghy cover before the trip. Hey, you always got to, you know, you got to be safe. Use protection. I pulled out the oh. dinghy, <laughs> you don't the do dinghy that. first aid kit. Oh, okay. Super glue and applied my magic touch. November 9th, 2005. En route to Malaysia. With the new diesel jugs on board, we're now carrying 110 gallons, something I'm very excited about. While sailing, we can have too much wind, but I don't think it's possible to ever have too much diesel. There was a big oil spill in the marina yesterday where one of the large intra-island cruise ships dropped a 50-gallon drum of oil into the water. I thought he spilt all his diesel in there. <laughs> there was a big spill. I didn't do it. I was carrying an armful of chalupas and, and nachos, and uh, I, I accidentally dropped the diesel. Sorry, guys. I'm going to hightail it out of here. Head to Malaysia now. In no time at all, the oil was everywhere. The marina jumped into action with an emergency plan, which consisted of a very old man using a broken down rake to push the oil into one corner of the dock. From there, he scooped it out with a plastic judge. Plastic judge. <laughs> Excuse me. Crisis averted. We spent a couple hours giving the boat a good wash and trying to clean some of the black goo off our hull. Yeah. Well, that ain't just oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oil. That's that's all oil. It's all up on the deck, too. This morning, we headed into the office to pay our bill and collect our passports. Since we aren't planning on stopping anywhere else in Indonesia, we cleared out. The other cruisers were all clearing out in Batam, which is just across from Singapore. They said that it should be much easier to clear out there. But instead, we just told the marina that we wanted to clear out, and they just took care of everything. All right, you, we said, never... you said clear out so much, I have no idea what that even What does means. it mean? Can you? Do you know what it means to clear out? I think it means they're taking their boat out of there. Oh, clear, okay. clear out. Kick the bag. Can we clear out? Is that cool? Is that cool with you if we clear out of here? Go on. Clear get out. It, you, know, get. you spilled oil everywhere. You said kick the bag. I just realized I am actually kicking the bag in real life. All right. No one likes a braggart. <laughs> Damn. I've been kicking a heavy bag down in the basement with Mr. Rivera. I can't believe we read all that street fighting shit and you never told us. You never told me that you did karate after that. You were learning how to be a street fighter. Are you trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to like, uh, ambush me or something <laughs> trying to get one over on me tell me you're not doing karate and then you are and when next thing i know i got a, a quick chop coming to my neck no i just didn't want you to make fun of me dude that's not the kind of mindset a karate master has okay let the haters be damned including me i haven't gotten to that lesson yet i'm still in training he's still on that free trial huh <laughs> all right Fair enough. We never saw an official, and yet this morning our passport had our exit stamps, and we had our clearance papers. Piece this, of cake. This is a stamp that says, go on, get. <laughs> clear on out. Keep better. Clear out before I clear out for you. Bumfuzzle was pretty well hemmed in by a big sailboat on one side and a whole line of small power boats with nasty outboard props sticking out on the other. Ooh, just nasty props. Ooh, they got those nasty props. Don't get too close. They bite. We managed to get out of the slip without any problems. 
After that, we negotiated our way through the channel leading back out onto the ocean. As we were leaving, I became even more impressed with our midnight arrival three weeks earlier. The smallest mistake in this pass and we would have been on the reef. I, you ain't want to be there. I'll tell you that much. You hit the reef, you're done. Hard to clear out off a reef. Mm -mm. No, sir. Today's sail went pretty well. We caught the tide and were flying along in 10 knots of wind. In the evening, we got to the northeast tip of the island where we found Indonesian fishing boats lining the horizon. I counted about 180 of the small boats on the water. One, two, three. No, no way. Slow. <laughs> no we no all... way, dude. Uh -uh. <laughs> 180. That ain't happening on this show. <laughs> no. We're not at our lowest point of just counting. Counting 180. Boats. Yeah. Four, five, six. We could also see that there were hundreds more pulled up on the beaches. Quite a few Seven. of the boats sailed right up alongside us. Eight. 180 boats. All right next to us. The men would smile, wave, and then take right off again. And then fly the skull and crossbones. <laughs> Hand it over. Give me that diesel. Right before dark, the wind suddenly picked up to 30 knots, and we were once again caught with a screecher out, no way to get it rolled up. We put out the jib to try to block the wind, but that didn't help much. Eventually, we decided to furl it the best we could, and then release the halyard to drop the whole sail onto the trampolines. What? Oh, what? What? They got trampolines on this boat? That seems like a waste of uh, precious space. We've hardly seen any wind since leaving Australia, and the forecast for the next four days shows nothing over 10 knots. So we were surprised by this little burst of wind. Almost as soon as we got the sail down, the wind began to lighten up. But now, two hours later, it's howling again. It's a haunted wind. Hmm. I don't think people should be allowed in the ocean like this. That's my hot take for the day. What do you mean allowed by who? I don't think you should be, I don't, you know, the world government. I think the world should come together and form a central government and ban people from traveling in the ocean. Why? As an individual. Because I just don't think humans deserve that level of freedom. <laughs> don't think you should be able to go in the ocean. I don't think you should be able to be like, I'm just going to go in the middle of the ocean. I don't think don't that's cool. Don't impose your fears on everyone else just because you're afraid of a little fucking water, dude. It's not my fears. It's my need to control. <laughs> I don't think you should be able to go out there. I just don't think that's right. How far can you go out in the ocean? 10 you, feet? You got, <laughs> you need, yeah. <laughs> you got to be able to, you got to be able to swim back. That's Up what I to think. your shoulders. That's it. Yep. Even when those people at the beach go out so far and you see their little heads floating and you're like, no, don't what are do they that. Doing? That's not cool. I don't think that should be allowed. The lifeguard needs to get a sniper <laughs> rifle. All right. That's what I think. You go out Give too far. A, a warning blast. Get, get a warning <laughs> shot right above the ear. If you don't start coming in 30 seconds. Hey, you're in the crosshairs, buddy. Next one's between the eyes. The death guard. Well, hey, that's just one man's thoughts. I'm not in charge yet, so no worries about what I think. You just want more jobs for tour guides. Yeah. So tour guides can go out to the middle with a whole batch of uh, tourists. I think, yeah, I think you should be able to go 10 feet into the ocean for every one person you have with you. So a big <laughs> boat can go pretty far out. You got a lot of people on that Damn, boat. Damn, dude. But me by myself, like a, I shouldn't be allowed out there. Somebody needs you're to sound like a real capitalist right now, dude. Um, you got to pay someone to take you out on the ocean. I didn't say I didn't say anything about the method of payment or who runs this. In fact, I'm fine nationalizing it and making it a government run system that says Uncle Sam says who can go in the water. All right. Now we're getting a little into, you know, now I don't know anymore. All I'm saying is if I want to get in the boat and go in the ocean, somebody should have the right to be like, you can't do that. I shouldn't be <laughs> able to do that. 
I shouldn't be allowed to do that. The people driving the bum fuzzle should not be allowed to float to Indonesia. Is that would, they're not they're not hurting anybody. How do passports work? Do they have to show know. show their info? Yeah, how does that work when you just float up to a port? Hey, I'm here from America. <laughs> you you want to stamp this? Yeah, I don't know how that works. Is there like a TSA equivalent for people who just sail up on their own boat? So many questions. Frankly, maybe the thing I want is already the case. Maybe you do need to be approved to be floating around there in the ocean. Right? You can't just like, I can't just get in a boat and go to another country and show up and be like, I'm here. Can I? Yeah. A I of, don't know. A lot of questions you, you don't have the answer. Why don't you give to. it a shot, dude? All right. I'll do it. All right. Let's stop there. Okay. I'm going to start making plans. Let me go on Amazon. Austin's going to, this is going to get misinterpreted. Austin's going to get canceled for being anti-refugee. I, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. If you got to get in the ocean to be safe, then that's cool. You're telling me little Elian Gonzalez can't float his way up to the U.S.? Apparently not because Janet Reno busted in there with the damn AK and took him back home. So, no, I guess not. I guess he can't. Damn, you're on Janet Reno's side? I don't know whose side I'm on. Is that what you're saying? Um, Yeah, always. All right, I'm going on Amazon.com and let's type in Seaworthy Boat. Oh, dear. Not, not looking good. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some more digging. That's fine. Everybody can go in the ocean but me. I just don't want to go. You're right. You know what? This is personal for me. Can you, I'm, letting it cloud my, I'm letting it cloud my judgment here. If you want to go out into the ocean, sight unseen, no... No questions asked. I say do it. Get out there. But don't come crying to me when you're drowning. All right. You ever pet a manta ray? No. Have out you? Out in the ocean, dude? Yeah, I did. I, I just told you I'd never been in the ocean. I've maybe, oh. I um, pet a manta ray in the Indian Ocean. In the Indian Ocean? Damn. Yeah. I've pet manta rays at like, you know, petting zoos and stuff where they have them in the shallow pools. Sure, sure. I don't pet those slippery little things. You ever pet a horseshoe crap? No. Yeah. They're ugly. If I, that should be the that's the number one clue that we shouldn't be going in the water. There's things like the horseshoe crab out there. Uh-uh. That's not for me. That's not my space. Yeah. None of those uggo animals, huh? You're gonna tell James Cameron he can't go out there in the ocean? I won't tell James Cameron. He can do whatever he wants, all right. James Cameron has earned his ticket to the ocean. But me, little old me, no. If I'm like I want to go to the Titanic, somebody's gotta be like, no fucking way, dude. There's not much Titanic left to see. I know it's, it's time to get down there before it collapses is what I heard, but I'm not going to go because that scares me. All right. Enough of this. You ready to jump ahead? Enough of my, my half, my half baked ideas about the ocean and who should be allowed in it. Let's jump to the next page. God damn it. This is going to be a four hour episode. Let's go to the next page of bum fuzzle. <laughs> Yeah, I can eat you got more, more bum puzzle. Where are they at now, huh? March 15th, 2006. My God, it's been years. Damn, we're coming up on my high school graduation. And yours. En route to Yemen. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, things were going great over there in the mid-2000s. 48 hours into another windless passage and we haven't had a sail up or the engines off. We're supposed to have a pretty strong current in our favor, but so far I've been battling against one instead. Confused by this, I actually put my mask on and stuck my head under the boat to make sure we hadn't snagged a net or anything. No nets. 
but I did jump up the second time when I stuck my head right into the middle of a school of fish. Four little six-inch purple and blue striped fish, looking as happy as could be, were hustling along right underneath the boat. They scooted away for a second when I first stuck my head in, but then quickly recovered and continued along. Hell yeah. Open, I, I opened my mouth and, and absorbed them like a, a whale. Yesterday morning, we were caught by a convoy. Four sailboats had left in a group just a few hours behind us. Can we get six seconds of the song Convoy? Convoy. Breaker, breaker. One of them had three young boys who were acting pretty funny about this whole pirate business. Oh, yeah, the boys? Mm-mm, those old pirate boys. They motored a mile out of their way to see us. As I got closer, I could see the two older boys running around at the front of the boat. Then there was a big bang. They were lighting up fireworks to sound like gunfire while pointing toy guns and bow and arrows at us. Sweet. He's just guessing. Those are like toy guns to me. Those can't be real guns. Those guys with the fireworks in the ocean. You ever see Waterworld? It's kind of like that, dude. Yeah. I lo- yeah, I can't wait for Waterworld to be real. You want gills? Yeah. Then everybody can go in the ocean. Once we start getting gills, then hey, open it up. That's fine with me. They found the whole idea of pirates to be just another adventure and thought it was pretty hilarious when Allie and I would pretend to be hit by them. So far out here, we've had two boats approach us. The first was obviously a fishing boat, and they did the usual thing, pulling up alongside and asking for cigarettes. The next boat was more of a small open fishing boat that we usually see nearer to the land. But this one had two 40-horse outboards and came roaring up to us pretty quickly. (laughs) That thing got a hemi. We could see only two guys at first, but then they got closer and two more popped up. We were 50 miles from land, so they seemed a little out of place, and I found myself tucking a knife into the back of my shorts. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) if that's what gets you off, buddy. That's called a uh, risky crack. (laughs) <laughs> my sheath nature's sheath the crack wow <laughs> the crack yeah what do you think it's there for they screamed up alongside us looking pretty menacing but again they turned out to be pretty harmless and just wanted cigarettes we went through the usual charade that has to be played out they made the signal for smoking we shake our heads no they repeat Damn, even in the open even, even in the open ocean people are trying to come up to you and bump cigarettes you can't Hell get away yeah. from these fucking assholes Enough. I don't smoke, buddy. Hit the bricks. We shake our heads no. They repeat. We repeat. We do this between 10 and 20 times before they finally take off empty-handed. They never ask to trade anything, which baffles me since they're supposedly out here fishing. March 16th, 2006. Yesterday morning, I was on the computer when Allie called down to me that we had a boat racing toward us. I quickly changed into some shorts. (laughs) Figuring that... What was he wearing before? Nothing. Just Winnie the Pooh in it, sitting there with a the t-shirt on. Wouldn't you, if you were out on a boat by yourself with your wife? Yeah, he was on the computer. What do you think he was up to? Not wearing any pants, little freak. Figuring that I wouldn't cut a very imposing figure wearing boxer shorts. My usual attire while on passage in the tropics. Watching porno on that 2006 fucking satellite internet in the middle of the ocean. Each picture has taken like 45 minutes to slowly <laughs> open up down the page as always there was a guy standing at the bow of the boat coming toward us making all sorts of crazy arm gestures you know how americans and europeans use hand signals that we assume are universal well they're not these guys have dramatic gestures that we can't comprehend it seems get out of the way (laughs) 
I'm heading right towards your boat. It seems like they're telling us to drop our sails and stop the boat, but we're pretty sure that's not really it. Well, in any event, this group looked pretty rough. I found myself tucking my knife in my shorts again. I know, another knife down there. How many can he fit? As if I'm some sort of ninja or something. Two of them had scarves wrapped around their faces, so only their eyes showed. I don't think ninjas wore shorts. In the tropics. Board shorts. Ninjas on vacation. <laughs> hey, just a ninja at the beach with his kid. That'd be a fun, like, film to develop, right? A family of nin- family ninjas, of ninjas go on vacation at the beach. It's been done. It's called The Three Ninjas. No, that's different. Oh, yeah. They went to an amusement park. That's different. That's that's different than Shane's vision. These are, this this. is like a contemporary family. Okay. Okay. But they're still, nin- they're still ninjas. <laughs> they're ninjas. It's a family business, all right? It's a family business and they are masquerading as feudal Japanese ninjas. And they have a baby, like three men and a baby. Mm-hmm. And the baby can talk, like look who's talking. And Hulk Hogan's in it, like three ninjas. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Who's directing? David Fincher. That's a Fincher, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's got a very specific vision. It's going to be a green beach. It's going to get that Trent Reznor score. It's going to be beautiful. And Atticus Rose, Ross, whatever. Yeah, the, other, good enough. the other guy. We'll make it work. Just call them Nine Inch Nails. Anyway, they got scarves around their faces. The way they're looking at the boat, I thought they might seriously be thinking about jumping aboard. But... After a few tense moments eyeing each other up and down, they began making gestures that I could understand. Jack-off gestures. <laughs> we saw you. We saw you doing what you were doing down there. Put your pants on. Begging for cigarettes. Oh, God. After telling them no a few times, they roared off. After all that hype, they turned to be a boatload of cigarette pirates. A few minutes later, we were surrounded by similar boats all the way across the horizon. We could see at least 20 of them at one time. They're all coming from the Yemen side of us and heading in the direction of Somalia. The Gulf of Aden is about 175 miles wide at this point, and these guys were definitely not fishing boats. I gotta say, if there's one place I want to <laughs> sail, it's just right off the coast of Somalia. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a nice, relaxing vacay. We're actually getting into pirate territory now. There is one particular stretch of water about 150 miles long where the majority of attacks have taken place in the past. We're running with no lights on at night, relying on the radar to keep us from running into anything. So far, we haven't picked up anything on radar that we haven't also been able to see running lights on. You have to figure that pirates aren't cruising around with their lights on, right? Why not? Pirates can't see in the dark. They might put a light on or two. I would. No high beams. Just sensible. You know, low beams. <laughs> parking lights. They got they've got this new uh they got this new halogens or whatever, this bright bright ass fucking Yeah, it moves headlights. it moves to the beat too of whatever they're listening to. Hell yeah. That's cool. March nineteenth, two thousand six. They're in Pirates Yemen. Are here. The last couple they're of gonna days. They're going to kill us. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> We're walking the plank. The last couple of days we transited the area of the Gulf of Aden that is teeming with pirates. But we hardly saw a ship, much less a small boat carrying pirates. Well, there go all my dreams of becoming a pirate slaying hero. Damn, he was, he was ready to kill Jesus on international waters. Do whatever you want, I guess. I suppose it's for the best. Allie doesn't need to be dealing with my ego after that. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Let's stop there. All right. Hey, I think this is pretty interesting, actually. I know we talked a bunch of bullshit. I'm enjoying this book. This is a, this is a, uh, Success. Successful pick for the year of nonfiction. Yeah. That's what I think. Good job. Good job. Good job to everyone who picked this book. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. All all the people who helped pick this book. Thank you. Uh, Okay. 
Well, let's jump ahead now. Is this next page going to be the last page? I think it probably should mm-hmm. be, right? All right. We're going to yeah. we're gonna wrap it up here. This next page is the last page of uh, Bum Fuzzle. I almost couldn't say. I usually have it open to just reference and look at, but my Amazon page is now on Seaworthy Boat. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have to go back. Anyway, we'll be right back. More Bum Fuzzle. It up. We're rounding third and heading towards home. This is the end of Bum Fuzzle by uh, Patrick Schultz. Now, let me ask: Is this a book about people, or is Patrick Schultz the guy on the boat? He's the guy, dude. This is his book. Oh, he. This is a, this is about him. You know, I guess it makes sense since this whole thing's in first person. I could have just used context to figure that out. It's his journal. Damn, Patrick, you wild for this one. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to read the epilogue, but he did. He ended his trip on May 12, 2007, somewhere in Georgia. Hmm. Like the the like Georgia, the country or Georgia, the, the state? No, Georgia, the state, because before that he was in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, so. boy. All right. And I, it sounds like he sold the bum fuzzle when they got I'm gonna read it. I want to hear it. All right, fine. This is May 10th, 2007, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Today, Allie and I called our friend, a boat broker, and told him he had the boat listing. Trying to arrange all the things necessary to sell a boat is not for us. It's not as easy as selling a car, or even a house for that matter. That can't be this true. It seems like it's probably easier, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not. A, there are just too many things to coordinate, especially for a couple who doesn't even have a cell phone. Well, that's your problem. He said, no problem. And by that afternoon, we had bum tied up at one of their docks. Best of all, he knows everyone at all the marinas is able to get them to waive the insurance requirement. May 11th, 2007. This morning, Allie and I were up at six, washing bum for the last time. Yeah, that's got a lot of deep scrubbing to get all that uh, excess all that fuzzle. waste off the... Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, that's why they're just calling it bum now. The fuzzle's gone. Allie on the inside and me on the outside. Soon we were saying our goodbyes, and by 8 o'clock we were on the road pointed north. One would expect this to be an emotional time, but we really didn't feel it. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. All right. Bum had taken us around the world, just like we knew she would the day we bought her. There was never any doubt in my mind that she could make it. For that matter, there was never a doubt that the two of us could make it either. We had accomplished what we had set out to do. We had sailed around the world. Wow, they Damn. aced it, nailed it. Uh, did the president give them a, an award? Mm-hmm. Yeah, George W. Bush gave him a Medal of Honor. He gave him the Mission Accomplished Banner. <laughs> this is for you. You did it. Damn, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale. Think of all the things you saw in between two Fort Lauderdale stops. May 12, 2007, somewhere in Georgia. Oh, who am I kidding about not being emotional about this? I woke up crying this morning, not because I missed bum, but because I missed my dinghy. Who was going <laughs> to supply him with the super glue he needed to live? Damn. He didn't stand a chance. Sure. Bum would sail again, maybe even go around the world a second time. But our dinghy was breathing its last breath. A man and his long lost dinghy. Nothing worse. Nothing sadder. The last words the broker spoke to us were haunting to me. Maybe we ought to take the dinghy off and hide it on the side of that shed over there. I'm going to break the shit out of that dinghy. You mind if I just wail on your dinghy with a baseball bat? <laughs> Old dinghy had seen his last days on the water and so had we. That's the end. Bye, Dingy. That's it? Wow. 
Damn. Bye bye dinghy. Back to life in the Twin Cities. Buying, buying, selling, selling, selling and buying. Hey, somebody's got to buy and sell the Twin Cities. What's is there an epilogue or was that it? There is. It looks like they uh moved they back to big, Chicago. Yada, yada. They spent the summer in Minnesota visiting family. They bought a nineteen fifty-eight Volkswagen Vanagon. The fuck is a Vanagon? It's the old uh, hippie van, dude. Oh. It's like a hey, cool. Like a panel van, you know? Yeah. Uh what else they do? <laughs> you just making this stuff up now? Did they go see any movies? Go out to eat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they fucking just went around in a bus. Is there a book about that? Maybe. Can we read that next? We'll find out. I see has another book called Live on the Margin. What would you do if money were no longer a concern? How much time you got? Maybe that'll be another episode. Well, that was fun. I kind of liked it. I liked it. You know, that's the what I like. Okay. Those nonfiction books we were reading that are like self-help guru bullshit. I don't like that. But I do like just a regular guy writing about stuff he did. That's the kind of nonfiction I like. Yeah. That's, that's what the magic of the first James Goy book was. Just the guy that was like, yeah, I kicked a big heavy bag in Santa Monica in 1969. <laughs> that's all I need to know. I don't need any... Uh, underlying moral so this changes your opinion about policing the ocean huh uh i'm I'm confused myself about my own opinion on that at this point i don't know who should do it maybe i should be the ocean police maybe you need to confront your fears head on and get on a boat and just get out on a boat see what happens well we should we should go on a boat together the three of us let's go on a cruise a working cruise i don't want you to natalie wood me but i suppose i could be persuaded if anyone's Natalie Wood here. It's me. Okay. Yeah. Shane ain't, Shane ain't coming back. I'll tell you what I will do is I'll Kate Winslet you in that I'll take you to the bow of the boat and rub up on you from behind. How's that sound? That sounds just fine, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. Well, that's bump puzzle for you. <laughs> uh, I guess we're done. That's it. That's it. Done with bump puzzle. Harry butt. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks to Chris Linguist for our art. Morris Reese for our music. You can find us at Let's Stop There. Oh, you wait, you're, this is a Patreon. You know all this shit. I'm not gonna waste my breath. <laughs> just go. <laughs> just say, hey, give us a call. You know, if, Ganesh, have you renewed our number? Our number was damn near about to expire. Did you do anything with that yet? Yeah. Don't you lie to me. I see the lie in your eyes. Uh, you got it. This, right this number. Now. I'm, I'm right about now. to say this number right now. We better still better still be ours. Guess what? Nobody's called us in so long that our number is about to expire. If you don't call us, you're gonna lose the ability to talk to us. All right. So if somebody give us a phone call. Five six seven three zero nine zero three five seven. What'd you change the password to for our uh, email? Yeah, let me just say that right here <laughs> on the show. <laughs> uh, you cut it out. I think yeah. it's good lord. All lowercase. What a strong password. Okay, would you prefer if it was some insane thing that you could never remember? Yeah, just copy paste it. All right, I'm gonna call someone. Can you call Colin Powell's old numbers? I'm gonna call <laughs> yeah, to. myself. What if someone's walking the grounds of the Arlington Cemetery and they hear that phone ringing, Austin? <laughs> it's, in his, it's in his tomb. <laughs> my God, somebody's calling the great general from beyond. Well, I just, according to my phone, our number is from Mansfeld, Ohio. Yeah, just like us. We're a couple of three Mansfeld boys uh, making good. Hello? Okay, so the number's active. All right, give us a call. 567-309-0357. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Probably, especially if you're a five-star general in the U.S. Army. That always helps. That's it. That's the end. Oh, please go like and review our podcast. That's, you know, we want to get the word out there. People, we need people to listen to the show, okay? 
tired of fucking. I, I want to be. I want to be up there with Joe Rogan. Right. I want Neil Young oh. to take us on. Yeah, I want to be up there. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna oh, unseat relax, him. Relax, dude. Relax. Why? You don't want to be in Joe Rogan's spot. I want to be an influencer, baby. I don't want to I be want to Joe tell- Rogan. I want. What to would you be influence? Joe- <laughs> you you're in bed all day. Bed sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be in bed telling people don't go in the ocean. Yo, what's you know your, what? what's your be, thread count, the, dude? I, I'm curious you know now. What's your thread count? I don't ten. When I in the future, in the future, when we're in Joe Rogan's position, it's not going to be this COVID bullshit. It's going to be me saying you're not allowed in the ocean, and it's going to be moving markets. Biden's going to have to respond. That's what's going to happen when we're on. Top. You know what? Here, let me uh, give you a little history lesson. Someone tried this already from bed. It was John Lennon. It didn't work. War did not end. Yeah, well, that's because somebody shot him, right? I'm just going to put on a Kevlar vest and I'm going to keep cruising, baby. Like Florida Georgia line. Okay, that's it. That's the end of the show. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. What color are your sheets? Brown. Oh, right now they're like uh <laughs> stained brown. <laughs> I used to I have a fiance. I'm not living in a bachelor hell world over here. Seriously, you better have some nice fucking sheets, dude. They're fine. I don't know that they're super high thread count. Ugh. They're like from Target. Ugh. I don't know. And you spend sixteen hours on Target bed sheets. What's wrong? Do yourself with a you? favor. Get Bro, some good. Get some like Brooklinen sheets or something. Go get like a s- parachute, silk pajama set. What are you even wearing in bed? Oh, uh, I don't like silk. I don't like silk pajamas or silk sheets. What am I wearing in bed? It's getting personal. <laughs> What are you wearing in there? I wear this sh- t-shirt and shorts. I don't know. What do you wear? Do you have like a onesie nothing. or like I wear a nothing. I pajama? Was, I, yeah, I bet you were. Can you just butt naked? I know that for He's damn sure. That wasn't, even a question in my, that wasn't even a question in my mind. I have four different pajama sets that I wear. And you, have wear you, have matching, you have matching tops and bottoms yeah, for pajamas? I do. And you wear them. And you wear them every day. Well, depends on like the season. Some are like holiday, you know. <laughs> All right little gingerbread man hey that sounds good to me no criticism i'm not the one criticizing the other's bed habits all right yeah i stay in bed because it's comfortable it's a nice house bed it's a big old king freaking foam mattress send me your address and send me you and <laughs> naomi's uh your new address and send me your sizes and i'm gonna get you a, his you're gonna get me sheets no pajama sets oh you're gonna give me pajamas all right yeah, I'll send you the new address. Damn, maybe I'll buy you some sheets. Well, I'm, I'm fine. Well, house, well, housewarming good. Well, housewarming. I mean, I'll good. take, I'll take it if you want to give it to me. I'll buy you some you know. sheets, dude. I'll change your life. Maybe I can finally hit 24 hours in bed. Maybe I'll never leave. <laughs> All right, that's fine. With Let me, me tell you a little something about linen sheets. Fucking nice linen sheets, <laughs> oh, dude. Parachute's dude, good. Yeah. Good call. You never want to get out of bed. And do you? I, you I I'm don't. assuming you sleep pretty hot. You you look like a sweater when you sleep. I actually, I'm not a hot sleeper, but uh, you know, I, I, I can see why you think that. These sheets uh, <laughs> will keep you nice and cool. All right. Hey, sounds good to me. If you want to buy them for me, I'll put them on my bed. You got a duvet? A duvet? Yes, I do have a duvet. We're all sleeping great. I'm sleeping better than you guys. I'm in bed 16 hours a day. Maybe you should take a lesson from me. <sighs> all right. That's the end, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.